Welcome to Millennial Pagan Podcast, the podcast that's discussing issues and hot topics influencing the pagan world from a millennial perspective. We're your hosts, Autumn Wolf and Jarrah Stone. <laughs> Sorry, we just blew out your eardrums. <laughs> but it's our one year anniversary. Woo! We've been doing this show for a whole year and you've been listening to it. And supporting it. That's 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 important, too. Yes. So thank you. Yes. Thank you to everybody who's made this possible. Uh, so we also have uh, in studio with us, actually uh, kind of cross-promoting a podcast as well, Adam from Odd Dad Out. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. I'm, I'm, I'm like kind of in awe right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I've just like you guys are somebody's to me. Oh, thank you. Like, don't give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like, like what? <laughs> because you know, I always look at myself as I'm just some schnook out in surprise, you know, talking to my wall. And then I, you know, I hear about you guys, I start listening to the show, I hear all the awesome guests and all the, the things you guys do for the community and I'm still some schnook talking to his wall in surprise. Oh. And, 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 you know, I met you guys at Pagan Pride. Mm-hmm. You got to see my kids. And my kids <laughs> were fighting over your, uh, Jera, over your, your cards for your cosplay oh, because yeah. they love Hagrid. And they're like, no, Hagrid. And so they're fighting over your cards because they've got pictures. And they've all got the buttons and the stickers and all the stuff. And awesome. they're like, oh, my, my oldest was telling me I needed to wear my stickers like, or my, my buttons. He was like, They've got buttons. They don't need me wearing the buttons. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm, so I'm excited to be here because, like I said, you guys, you guys have people come in here that know what they're talking about. <laughs> That's my goal. So thank you. <laughs> like you guys have people in here that are educated, and you guys are educated <laughs> about what you're talking about. Oh, it's oh, whoa, it's whoa, all googling yeah, like I, right no, before. No, no. <laughs> I I am nowhere near educated. I'm just I'm just the voice of the person who's just going with it. That that's that's me. That is my life. <laughs> yeah. I, I need the sounding board though. No. So thank you. I really appreciate it. I look at myself in the I'm a guy who talks about himself and makes fun of people and and I promote other podcasts. That's my big thing. And I happen to be a pagan. Yay! That is the <laughs> And I guess it's the whole normalizing of everything that you asked. I was just my wife, I always have to put everything through my wife. Of but, course. Uh, but when I said, I was just invited to be on Millennial Pagan Podcast. Are we doing anything on Sunday the 28th? <laughs> and she's like, food stock Saturday, but that's it. I'm like, okay. I'm like, cool. What? <laughs> well, the reason why I asked you on is because you sent me an image that I'd seen floating around. And when you sent it to me, it was just another pegging confirming that there is a problem in the community and saying, hey, this is something that we want to hear you talk about as somebody who listens and as somebody who does this themselves Mm -hmm. and so it was just like you know i like having somebody who either knows more than i do or knows as much as i do and wants to talk about as badly as i do come on and do the show yeah so that's the whole point of why when people give me that compliment of you have people who come on educate i'm like great because i i bring people who know more than me that's the Mm -hmm. whole point and if they don't know more than me and i have to sound educated suddenly google is my new best friend oh yeah yeah, or so many books. There's been episodes where I brought in like four or five books for reference and like had different sticky notes and things written <laughs> down in my notebook, jutted and like going, what did I just write, Jara? And he's like, I can't read your handwriting. Four, four, four or five minutes of just flipping through pages. To, whoosh, 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 that's the only noise. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Yeah. yeah, that's why we have great people who can, you know, cut that stuff out. Oh, yeah. And clean yeah. it up. Yep. <laughs> Tao <laughs> smiles and takes a sip like, yes, I do. <laughs> but uh of course before we get into get into that big topic uh of course you being a listener of the show you know exactly what we're gonna ask you to do you're coming of which story so i've been nervous about this <laughs> oh no <laughs> so please don't be i guess it's one of those sort of because i'm so used to, to talking off the top of my head suddenly having to collect my thoughts about like how i came to i guess you could say accepting it Mm-hmm. because we have kind of a running joke in my family. I come from an 
Irish Mexican background, which just just screams pagans left and right. It also screams Roman Catholic left and right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so my both sides of the family are very traditional in those in those those aspects. But the running joke is we were raised Catholic, but we were born witches. And that's basically kind of been the underlying kind of thing with myself. And I'm one of six kids. Oh, good. Wow. And one of my oldest sister is an active out and about Mm -hmm. uh, practicing pagan. One of my younger sisters is kind of walking the line, you could say. Mm -hmm. She's still a practicing Catholic, but she's also like practicing pagan. And it's one of those... Like, our grandfather was a deacon in the Catholic Church for 37 years. Our, my grandmother was the choir director the whole time. It was like, you went to church. You didn't have a choice. And, oh, yeah, you're sitting up front. <laughs> my, my dad was actually one of the ones that signed the paperwork and started the church that I grew up in. So oh. I know I know exactly what, what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My grandfather was the deacon in the—he in the, actually ran two churches down in Clifton and Morency. Mm-hmm. If you know, way down south, middle of nowhere, if you don't know them— it's, it's like it's, where the copper mines kind of got started out here. It's, it's, Marinci is where they found the uh, the turquoise and all that stuff that really brought mining onto the onto the map in Arizona forever ago. Definitely blink and you miss it, Towns. You could blink for two hours and not get there. Yeah. And still have plenty <laughs> of time to turn around. Like it's an hour of open desert nowhere before you come across a sign where you have to turn to get to these towns. <laughs> and so that's where you know, my grandparents were you know, they were the pillars of the community mm-hmm. you are all of their grandchildren were in church every sunday morning mm-hmm. you know so you've got that hardcore catholic upbringing and then irish catholic dad and you're going <laughs> like you're going to church okay that hardcore catholic upbringing but at the same time old mexican grandmother mm-hmm. you know if you've seen any old mexican grandmother there's She's got a witch's brew. She's got those old, the old magic that they don't, they'll they'll outright say it. (laughs) It's like, Nana's going to have you in church, but, you know, she's also going to have that, like, oh, the baby's got colic, spit on their feet. And like, (laughs) sana, sana, colita de rana, that that, that whole thing. Pulling out the eggs and 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 the candles and all this stuff. And, so it was always kind of that balance. And as I got older, you know, I had that sort of, yeah, we go to church and you, you pray and you do all the things and that's the religion. But inside, I always had that feeling of that more in tune with nature and everything is, is everything has a spirit and there's, there is, there's life and, and do I sound nervous? I sound nervous. And all of the things. And trying to, and trying to balance that. And as I got older, and I, you know, I'm I'm 34, so I came up in that same group with a lot of some of the other guests were mm-hmm. charmed and the craft and all of those things were right there front and center. And I knew a lot of of teen witches in high school, <laughs> and yeah. like one of my best friends and my girlfriend all through high school were were practicing uh, Wiccans, as much as we were in the early 2000s. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was very much a fad in in that era, and I was just much more of the 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 nature spirit. And my whole life, I've always, and my dad's even said, and I think it's kind of where we get it. There's always been a a history of premonition, mm-hmm. and that sort of of thing to my dad's side of the family. So we get the old Mexican magic from mom's side, and on my dad's side, we get more of the the psychic sort of lineage you could say mm-hmm. where i remember him telling me stories about my his mom my grandmother telling him about seeing a, how all six kids in a dream except i'm number three she died just after i was born mm-hmm. so she saw all of them and wow. things like that and and these sort of stories and him talking about he's seen things. And I've had my siblings. We've all had that where you have a dream and then the next day it happens. Mm-hmm. And it's more of – it's not even like, a oh, I do this thing every day, deja vu sort of thing. It's some like 
something odd, an yeah. outcast mm-hmm. or like, an outcast. I just visualized my entire birthday party all the way down to me sitting at this table and taking that first bite of pizza. What? Mm-hmm. Like, and you sit down and you just have that shocked moment of, wait, I've done this. Mm-hmm. And and they still happen. I, and, I, I call that pre-deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even I even see it in my boys. And it's the craziest thing. Even before they could really talk, my oldest, my oldest was sitting there just after my grandparents had died, just after we'd moved back out here. And we see him, he's sitting there on, we hear on the baby monitor. It's like, he's chatting away with somebody and it's like, and we hear, okay, Papa. No. (laughs) And he's laughing his head off. Like, and my grandfather was the that guy who's just going to laugh and tell jokes and he had a silly nickname for everybody. It was great. And it was just this calming thing. And he didn't really talk much at that point. He was very much, you know, he's still in a, in a crib. He's, and we're just, he's having those kind of, he's, he's seeing the things and he's talking to them. My <laughs> wife, we always joke. My wife is a lightning rod for ghosts. Mm-hmm. She sees them everywhere. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, was it in Constantine, where it's like, once you see them, they can see you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so she's just a lightning rod for stuff. And I've always been able, like, she's the lightning rod, and I'm basically the shield that keeps them from hurting her. Mm-hmm. I've always had this weird talent for not repelling things, but if we need to make it go away, I can make it go away. Right. And it's it's one of those just, the, the, again, born witches, raised Catholic. Again, I know my story is so. This is worse than the Marvel timeline right now with with trying to be <laughs> in the continuity. Nope, let's jump here and here and here. The, Brain scramble. I, I've I've actually found out that, that that's actually the best way to tell a story. It's because it's it's in the moment. Yeah. That's right. what I love about it. What is jumping in my head? But everything you're saying, I think a lot of us can yeah. say we've mimicked because yeah. all of us were raised Catholic or, yeah. to some degree. All mm-hmm. of us. Uh, had that Catholic upbringing and different magics thrown into the house and oh, things yeah. like that. My grandmother's favorite thing was uh, if there was a thunderstorm, getting out the blessed candle and lighting it to keep the thunderstorm <laughs> calm. And so, yeah. But it was after both of my grandparents died. Like Then it suddenly, it seems weird. Up until they died... I was still I was still going to church, even if it was it was primarily like if we were visiting them or visiting my dad, we'd still go to church. Just out of kind of a, a courtesy to them. Right. Wasn't really practicing at that point anything. But at that point after it was it was almost like the only one of us that had ever come out to my grandmother was my oldest sister. And she kinda got shunned for it. Mm-hmm. It was it was like she wasn't not welcome in the house, but she was kind of felt like she wasn't going to be welcome in the house. You could tell there was a rift. Yeah, yeah it was like, just kind of the, you know, Nana's not going to say anything, but you kind of feel like you've disappointed her and you don't feel guilty about it, but you, you feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not getting the same warm welcome yeah, that you're used exactly. to. And it's like she loved us all, but sometimes you feel like you're getting a little side eye. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> but after both of them had died and it suddenly felt like, okay, I have zero obligation to the church anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, my mom still goes. My dad still goes. They're several states apart at this point, mm-hmm. but they, they still go. But now I, I don't feel like I have an obligation. Like, I don't feel like if I'm visiting my mom, if I have an obligation to go to church anymore or visiting my dad or whatever. And which is kind of funny because when I was a kid, I was actually the one that was making sure my brothers were going to church all the time. Mm-hmm. And my perspective on it has always just been, you have to go not because you believe in this thing, but you have to believe in something bigger than yourself mm-hmm. that I feel like. Not to hate on atheists or, or anything. I always feel like to believe in nothing is selfish. There has to be something out there bigger than you. So you have to believe that there's something out there bigger and more powerful and greater than you are. And so I always was the one that tried to get my brothers to go to church. And would I'd drive them to church even if it was just us, not even my parents. And I'd get us all in there. And now I'm the one that was like, 
okay, it's okay not to go to church anymore. And my wife hadn't gone to church in a long time. She'd had her falling out with the church as a teenager. I'm like, okay. I still get crap from my mom because none of my boys have been baptized. But by that point, we had pretty much formally left. Mm-hmm. After my grandparents died, it was just a, okay, well, we don't really follow any of that anymore. Mm-hmm. I still hang. I've been hanging cinnamon brooms over my doors for, God, I think it's 15 years now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was literally started as a case of, hey, that smells nice. And we hung it up and it suddenly, it just attached itself to me almost. It Everywhere I went, every apartment, every every home I've been in, I always had cinnamon brooms hanging over the doors. Mm-hmm. And I started looking it up. I was like, oh, shit, this has a, there's a meaning behind this. Right. <laughs> like, and when you read the package that it comes on, because you get them at like Trader Joe's, but when you read it, it references uh, something in the Bible, which I don't remember what exactly. I think it just literally is describing how they're made. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay. But looking up, okay, well, what are the magical properties of cinnamon? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, oh, this makes a lot of sense. This has basically <laughs> been my good luck charm that's followed me around ever since we found them, coincidentally. And it's now... I'm the one. It's like I'm. I'm giving them out as as gifts to my sisters every year. It's like, right. okay, you even when their husbands are like, oh god, I hate the smell of cinnamon. Why? <laughs> so that's oh, giving me such a headache. Things are a lot happier for you right now, aren't they? And we feel. <laughs> and but my wife and I just kind of made a the unconscious decision to pursue our our natural inclination more. Right. The okay, she's seeing things. I'm talking to the things. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like talking to your dog. You know that the dog can understand you even if you don't understand the words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what your dog's saying. Not in words, but you, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And you talk back and you know that they understand you. Yeah. It's like if I tell the thing that is messing with my kids' toys to stop, and then it stops. And we, we had so many of these weird, like my mom's house is super haunted. Because my nieces and nephews are magnets and they drag things home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so many stories. So many stories. <laughs> I could be here for hours with just creepy ghost stories that have followed us around. But we we kind of just came to that conclusion of this is more who we are than the church and how we were raised. Mm-hmm. And we're more comfortable with... Practicing magic in our own weird, eclectic, hodgepodge sort of way than ever were sitting in a church. And so we, we've just kind of, we almost just fell into it almost. And it's it's kind of the weird sort of, again, like hodgepodginess of it. Mm-hmm. And that my wife's inclination is very much uh, alchemy mm-hmm. and like. Severus Snape is her is her spirit animal. She, my <laughs> yes. wife can my wife can pull out potions out of nothingness that have that, like what that no that just worked like what do it again <laughs> do it again. It's like wait okay I my my natural skill set out of premonition mm-hmm. has always kind of lived in the healing area and the I look the I can control things. Out with the barrier of free will. Mm-hmm. Like if if you don't want me doing the thing, you're not. You're not, I can't right. stop you, and I'm not about to encroach on anybody's free will. But it's always been a, a a joke that if the boys won't go to sleep, my wife would text me at work, and she's like, "Please get him to sleep," and I could just sit there in my mind, and snap. And next thing I know, I get a a text, "Thank you." or oh my god my migraines are killing me please help click thank you and for a mother-in-law and for the fact that it worked on my mother-in-law because we didn't even really like her but it still (laughs) did it (laughs) she was living with us in it live in nanny hey yeah but (laughs) but it still worked and like it was one of those things where i I'm, i'm a very logical minded person but 
when I've seen the things I've seen and done the things I've done, I can't deny whether I can explain it or not. I can't deny what is I've, I've experienced. And it's, the, right. you know, I have to accept, you don't have to accept it, but I have to accept that there's something greater out there and there's something beyond logic and science that can explain it. And I am very comfortable in the magical properties of nature because nature is so much bigger and stronger and more powerful and there's so many more things out there than our little brains can understand Mm -hmm. so let me um ask you a couple of questions um you say you guys kind of fell into it how what do you mean by that did somebody hand you a book did you guys just decide one day we're watching the craft or something (laughs) go you know that stuff might work and go on the internet how did how did you fall into it it has very much just been a we've read into things and we we grew up into that whole it was very fad when we were in high school Mm -hmm. and so you do a lot of the reading and you find out okay this movie is a bunch of crap they do this this is all wrong and all those sort of things and it especially helps that by the time i got out of high school my oldest sister was an open and out and practicing uh pagan i don't know exactly her path right but it, it it helps with kind of guidance and information. And she has a very large bookshelf. And so there, there's stuff that we will, if I'm interested in a thing, I look up a thing. Mm-hmm. And so next thing you know, you know, Google searches galore and you just start reading <laughs> and keep reading and keep reading. And we'll spend a lot of time at the astrology store in Glendale and mm-hmm. go in there and my wife will pick out books. And that's where she got into... I think the book Magical Herbology it was even the name of the book. Mm-hmm. And the things that she pulled out of that to her parents are still very Catholic. And it's one of those were out of the broom closet to a certain degree, but certain parents, whether they know it or not, choose to stay in the dark on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we can tell her, her stepmom all we want. She's still going to say, so when are you coming to church? We gave her the book. The, uh-huh. the the book the the herbs book because their house is super haunted and for all intents and purposes her dad doesn't want us to do anything about it because he doesn't want to piss it off right because he tends to be the target mm-hmm. he's like the ah. last thing I need is to aggravate this thing more mm-hmm. and so I'm not allowed to go in there. we haven't been allowed to go in there and cleanse them but we're like slowly it's like these crystals and these oils and here's this book and just you know, highlighted this and, um, <laughs> subtle <laughs> cues, yeah. not so subtle. Wit- wit- witchcraft by proxy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and home exorcism by proxy was a fun yes. one mm-hmm. where they, they, things were especially bad uh-huh. for them. And all of my personal activity tends to be very long distance. And the, I'm not standing there over my kid trying to get him to, go to sleep it is i'm further away just focus on him and i have to like ask my wife where is he what is he wearing i have to get that clear picture Mm -hmm. in my head just completely visualize everything and then it's like then i visualize him asleep Mm -hmm. and then he's asleep and it's again if i hadn't done it so many times i wouldn't believe it i would chalk it up to coincidence at this point but i've done it so many times that it's like, there has to be something to this. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of, you know, if you've, if you've seen or read The Secret and kind of manifest, and kind of the, the basis of, of spell work in manifestation. And it, it's, the clo- that's the closest I can come up. To I'm, I'm, I'm a bad student in this. I, I've, I've read things, but I, I don't study things actively. It's right. the, if I have a question or I want to know more about, one thing I look into it. It comes to you when you have a hunger. Yeah. So so you eat when you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> instead exactly. of just consuming. So my last question then is what do you consider your practice now as far as religious? If we had to put a word on and I was generally speaking for my wife in this regard too, but we're non specific mm-hmm. uh eclectic pagans. And it's because it, it is that grab bag of finding the thing that we need when we need it. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, I'm, a, I, I'm 
good with spell work. My wife doesn't believe in spell work, which I kind of falls into our, our discussion today. And the, we, we do operate in almost completely opposite spectrums on that. And so again, yeah, kind of, was it not? It's like we're the non-denominational Christians of, of pagans. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of those. Yeah. Is it, I couldn't. And even listening to you guys for as long as I have and trying to, I was like, and on all the different guests and of all the different walks and they're like, no, we're not really that. No, not that either. It's a little bit of this. And a little bit of that, and it's we're a big gumbo. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, gumbo. Oh. Well, I think we're going to take a short break, and then we'll actually tell you what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Sounds good. We're back with Millennial Pagan Podcast, and of course, uh, like I said before, we do have Adam from Odd Dad Out, and uh, I know that we had a, uh, a little bit of a teaser of what we were going to talk about. Um, why don't you go ahead and, and just kind of just open the floodgates? All right. Well, it's gatekeeping. Uh, in the pagan community, uh, we've had a lot of gatekeeping going wrong. Um, a lot of the other pagan podcasts I listen to have discussed it and have talked about how people are just saying you're not a real witch, pagan practitioner, Wiccan, if you blank. If you do, if you don't, if you blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You're a real witch. Get over it. Um, one of my favorite things I've been seeing on Instagram a lot lately is I liked witchcraft when it was underground because now Sarah thinks she's a witch because she gets sage from Whole Foods. Who the fuck cares <laughs> where you get your fucking sage? No, I mean, is the- it not in a shaker? You're okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shake, shake, shake. Honestly, the, the first time I ever bought sage was at a Spencer's. Who cares? But it doesn't matter. You know what? Spencer says these really cute little uh, intro to witchcraft kits now. And they're adorable. They have a cute like little intro to crystals packet that I'm like, that's really super convenient to grab up a couple of really well-used like crystals. Mm -hmm. And that's back to the, um, what was it? Sephora's witch (laughs) kit that people blew up about. And they were like, this is terrible. And it got almost the company shut down. And it turned out that they were ethically sourcing their sage and ethically sourcing their crystals. And then the artist was a, like for the tarot cards, a pagan. And she literally was making great bank off of it. And then it all fell through the hole because we couldn't shut the fuck up. Because it's Sephora. So, oh my god! I mean, if even if you want to shit on them for the fact that it's maybe not in the best light, because it, it's isn't Sephora through J.C. Penney or something? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like you're going to J.C. Penney. Like if if you don't know what you're talking about and don't know what you're if you don't know what you're in for when you're buying that and you're buying it because you think it's cute, fine. I understand, it, but the problem isn't with the kit. The problem was with the person who has no clue what they're doing. They just think it's a cute thing. If it's your, if you're doing it for the sake of it's a, I talked about being like very much a fad. If you're doing it for fad's sake, then you shouldn't be doing it in general. It doesn't matter where you walk in and buy your supplies. Right. But mm. for like, at the same time, if you're doing it for a fad, you're in and out. Blip. Yeah. You're a blip on our radar. Um, sorry if you're listening to us because we're a fad. You're a blip on my radar. <laughs> I appreciate you listening now. You won't be listening again later because I'm going to offend you right now or something. And that's fine because then I'm going to get other listeners who maybe that kit would have been their gateway and they would have mm-hmm, been our yeah. next Starhawk, our yeah. next Scott Cunningham. And you're denying them the accessibility that 
our parents did not have. I, I think one thing that that anybody who's who's listened to the show can realize is that the path comes in so many different ways. There's so many different walks, so many different small little intricate things that that took place at the right time. Right. Like I heard the word Wicca for the first time from Charmed. Does that mm-hmm. make me any less of a witch? No. <laughs> and I I think I mean if you want to look at it from the you know we all kind of start off in the closet. And what if you want to explore this but you can't go to you can't find your astrology store. Where is where do you buy your witchy supplies? You don't know. But they have this thing over at Sephora, and you can tell mom, hey, I'm jumping into JCPenney to grab something really quick, and you can explore and learn, in, and it's more accessible at the very least. And yeah. It, or just, hey, I'm low on sage. I'm going to jump into JCPenney and grab some stuff from Sephora. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. this cute kit has a perfume. Oh, I bought it for the perfume, Mom. Don't don't ignore the pretty cards and the mm-hmm. sage and the crystal. Oh, this crystal was really cool. I, don't, yeah. I, I, I thought it was pretty. Exactly. Yeah. So it looked great on the shelf. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what? And maybe that's your way of hiding it. Who cares? Um, so this all kind of started with Adam. You sent me this um, another meme about wit- a note to all witches, and it's "Don't bash witches who blank." And um, that you sent that to me, and I was like, oh, "I've seen this before, but you know what? That's a great topic. Do you want to come talk about it?" <laughs> <laughs> The fates brought us together over a meme. Yes. And I'm guessing you just sent it to me on a whim, like, oh, you know what? That would be cool. Yeah. It's, it's I, I, I love sharing memes. Yeah. Like, like all millennials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always say a picture is worth a thousand words. And it, I'm, I'm, I'm a... I'm a gift master. All of my friends are like, I'll yeah. have those. My wife and I do that. We'll just have gift wars back and forth and memes and gifts and just back and forth, especially through Instagram, because man, they're just crazy there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. That's, that's great. And But anytime I see something that I was like, this reminds me of this person, I must send it. And I saw that and I was like, you guys, you guys, I'm, yeah. I, I don't you. see how you're not already following it, but it's mm-hmm. like if you're not, if you haven't already seen this here, <laughs> right? No, I totally appreciate it. So what we're probably gonna do, just because it, it, it's an easy way to go about it, is read. I'm gonna read them off, and then we're gonna talk about them. And for the most part, we're probably gonna. Th- stop looking at it and just start getting on our oh, soapbox yeah. like the mini so that you our patreon listeners just heard but the first one says don't bash witches who aren't of the same path as you like that should go without saying if yeah, you're a wiccan yeah. and somebody isn't like if they're reclaiming if they're also true if they're don't bash them they're on a different path than you you're not there didn't don't. didn't you know catholics christians mormons and all those other subsects kind of do the same thing already. Yeah, like the, we watch yeah. them fail and not combine their powers and their strength and their money, and um, just now shout at each other across wings of the Senate. Mm-hmm. So the next one says, "Don't bash witches who follow gods, who goddesses, deities." Just because you don't worship deities doesn't mean that they shouldn't. Or that's exactly what you were talking about before. Like there, there's something bigger than you. If it's nature, Mm -hmm. if it's Athena, if it's, and if you don't worship deities, you don't have to. The whole point of paganism is earth based first. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had people pray just as passionately to Loki as to a plant. Right. You know, it's, it's all about, it's not, it's not the deity. It's the passion behind it. Mm-hmm. that's that's the big thing that's what i take from it exactly i mean it yeah exactly it because that whole there's so much variety mm-hmm. and even again like i've heard you guys with there's so many different sects and and paths that you can follow that and so many deities and so many paths with or without deities that mm-hmm. you can't do them all no and what makes like if you follow one path you probably don't follow this other one, whether it doesn't have to contradict you. It's just a different thing. If you solely pray to one deity or you pray to multiple deities within the same pantheon or you are nitpick, whatever, 
or, or, or cherry pick, right word, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it it's like, you know, Burger King versus McDonald's. They're yeah. both just crappy fast food burgers. <laughs> and don't bash people who mix pantheons or don't mix mm-hmm. pantheons. You can say to somebody who you know is a newbie who's mixing pantheons, hey, you might not want to do this because of X, Y, and Z. You can also tell them you could totally do this because of X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. It's yeah. not up to you to tell somebody how to witch. And that's kind of yeah. going to be this whole episode is yeah. you yeah. don't get to tell somebody how to witch. Don't tell me how to witch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put that on a bumper sticker. Uh-uh. <laughs> I like that. So the next one is going to be don't bash witches who don't really have a specific path. How many in this room are eclectic? Raise your hand. Yeah, that, that's all of us. Raise yeah. our hand all, in an audio medium. All four of us <laughs> raised our hands. And, I, and I'm pretty sure if Sunshine's home, she just heard this and she's raising her hand outside there. <laughs> as long as she's not sewing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that can be problematic. <laughs> right? So, I mean, there's eclectic. There's people who follow a very specific tradition. There's nothing wrong with that. Maybe that tradition checks all their boxes. And if it, even if it doesn't, if it's working for them right now and they're comfortable and loving it, how about don't bash people who are comfortable and loving it? Yeah. I mean, I've I've talked about it several times on the show. Cobblestoning. That's that's that is that is my path. You know, taking from from here there and bringing it all into one walkway. Right. You know, it, it, there's there's nothing wrong with that. So something about um, don't bash people who are on the same path. It just it occurred to me. A lot of people are saying you're not Wiccan unless you're Gardarian because Gardener came up with the word of Wicca or Wiccan. And I'm like, okay, but then Uncle Bucky's people also call themselves Wiccan. And like Scott Cunningham's book was Wicca. And no, you don't get to hold and own that name or that word. Yeah. So that backtracking so another one is don't bash witches who combine two baths together i.e the hellenatic witch or wiccan so i do have some discomfort personally with christian wiccans Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean i'm not going to turn around and go you can't do that that doesn't work and i've heard people do that Mm -hmm. i personally don't think i can be in circle with a christian witch that doesn't mean it's not working for her. Yeah. Or not Christian witch. Christian witch is a different thing. Christian Wiccan. Yeah. That seemed mild. It sounds mildly contradictive. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but but so, it's, some, if it works for you, some and people if it, do it. Yeah, exactly. If if you make it work and it makes sense, and if it makes sense to you and it's working for you, and you're not hurting anybody. what's the problem yeah and there's nothing wrong with saying i personally can't grasp this but then don't turn around and go so it must be wrong Mm -hmm. like i just said i personally can't grasp christian wicca i don't think i could operate in a christian wiccan group because Mm -hmm. to me christianity is a completely different sect that doesn't allow wicca if it works for you, great. And that's the highlight mm-hmm. of this whole entire episode. If it's working yeah. for somebody else, don't turn around and tell them to fuck off. They're doing it wrong. They're not doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. They're, they're, they're <laughs> doing it their way. Yes. Yep. yep. So next one is don't bash witches who don't perform curses or hexes. Witchcraft is not supposed to is not supposed to be about hexes it's not supposed to be about that it's about your own empowerment right but at the same time don't bash people who do exactly so it's harm none but don't take no shit how do you not take that shit is up to you if you even don't agree with the don't harm none thing Mm -hmm. go and do your thing that's a specific rule for a specific path and if it does it's not part of your path or it's not part of somebody else's path, don't be telling them what to do. We're not a dogmatic religion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, it's cartoony to think about hexing and cursing and, and, and spells in a general way. But why would you, why would you bash on, if you, whether you believe it or not, why would you bash on somebody who practices hexes and curses? Because theoretically, that would just come back and bite you in the ass anyway. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad idea. But... 
it it's not a it kind of goes into the whole big round circle of it is it's not about what you feel and what you believe it's about what they believe and what they okay technically cur- hexing and cursing would be hurting you but that's a whole other thing but <laughs> if it's, is it hurting you technically them believing what they believe no shut up <laughs> you know you know what hurts worse what judging people because they do that stuff right why waste the brain space yeah yeah that's my thing and that's the same like um bashing people who do love spells i recently had this conversation about um somebody who is a newbie witch who went and did a love spell but they did it on a particular person and i was like i'm not bashing you i'm gonna tell you why you shouldn't do that it's not wrong but you don't want to do it haven't you seen harry potter that can really bite you in the ass right i mean (laughs) harry potter have you seen even um it on Charmed more than once. Yeah, yep. Charmed, The Craft, um, The Love Witch, which is in kind of indie wit- Wiccan movie. Teen Witch, even. Teen Witch, like <laughs> th- 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 those yeah. warnings are on purpose. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna bash you or tell you, oh, you did it wrong. But I'm gonna say, hey, don't do that. <laughs> From personal experience, it goes wrong. But I think every witch has to go and do it. And so don't turn around and snicker and laugh and go, I'm going to watch a train wreck. You're going to instead <laughs> say, hey, good luck. It's, it's kind of like telling somebody not to lick a battery. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you've been told not to so many times. If you're going to lick it, lick it. Yeah. I'll sit here and watch and then I'll take you to the hospital. It's fine. It's My fine. wife legit for a while thought that's how she fell in love with me. No. She actually, she did not believe. If we were married for a few years even. She did not believe that it was 100% on, because she says that she fell for me the minute she saw me. Mm-hmm. I was dating somebody else. I wasn't even interested in her. She was a friend of a friend that we were hanging out with. In passing. In mm-hmm. passing. It was like we were hanging out waiting for our mutual friend to get out of work. But she, for years, was like, believed because... I've always been had a natural charm that way. I could always get the ladies, mm-hmm. even though I never particularly cared. It was always the gag of, I could have any woman I wanted if I actually cared. Mm-hmm. Which, it sounds arrogant. It was more of a weird coincidence for me. I wasn't, like, promiscuous or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just that, like, if I really, if that was the person I desired, they would always turn come around. And so she felt like I pulled something on her. And I was like... <laughs> But you liked me before I saw you that way, before we were even really, like, friends at all. So how could I have done this? <laughs> it just was not my fault. I didn't do it this time. <laughs> it was not me. So the last one is don't bash witches who follow dark magic. And that's kind of the same with don't bash witches who do light magic. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of... Get to know your shadows will make your magic stronger, but you don't have to bask in your shadows, just like you don't have to bask in the light. Get Know what the light is, but at the same time, you can just sit in the dark and do the dark stuff and the shadow work and the, yeah. the baneful mm-hmm. magic. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, and, and I know, you know, this is, this is something, you know, all my geeks out there, it's like the force. Mm-hmm. There is the light side and the dark side, but it holds the universe together. Right. It's yin and yang. It's the it's the duality. That's that's what it's there for. Right. And that's the same with the the deity thing. If um your friends all of their deities are love deities and uh happiness and beauty and that's all they do their magic for, it's working for them probably mm-hmm. they're they got that special charm about them they have that um confidence it gives them confidence and it makes them happy and the same with the people who only worship the dead deities and the dark deities it happens to work for them maybe they're in that headspace in their life where they need the more self-confidence or they need to mm-hmm. deal with death or destruction of something in their life brain something maybe they'll come out of it maybe they won't yeah it's like the death card in the tarot doesn't mean death worshiping death deities or or black magic doesn't necessarily always mean like what from the outside what you interpret it as it's right it's how is it to you how does this affect you that dark evil thing 
that everybody says is evil to you is empowerment and confidence and it's uplifting and who am I to tell you that you're wrong for that? As long as you're not trying to sacrifice my cat, I don't care what mm-hmm. you're worshiping. Right? Don't touch, <laughs> don't touch me and mine, and I don't care what you're doing. Do no you know, harm it, to it, me. It's it's kind of right. funny. It's kind of funny that you say that that the the abstract part because just a scene uh, a scene from a movie that actually got the scene got cut out from the movie. Uh, there's a scene in Dogma mm-hmm. where uh, if you guys if you guys know Kevin Smith, Dogma, great movie. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a scene in there where um, uh, Jason uh, Jason Biggs' character, or uh, uh, Azrael, mm-hmm. uh, there's a scene Jason Lee. Jason Lee, thank you. <laughs> Jason Lee, sorry. Um, but there's a, a scene that got cut out that he's trying to explain hell. Mm-hmm. And he actually says, evil is an abstract. It's a human construct. Uh-huh. And he just goes on and on. I mean, he, he does talk about how Hell was nothing more than just a suffering pit. It was it, it it wasn't a suffering pit. It became a suffering pit when humans were introduced into it. It was just a separation from God. Mm-hmm. And I kind of I kind of feel like this kind of fits in because evil is what humans make of it. You know what's really weird? Lucifer, the show, he literally says. I didn't start the torture. You demanded it. Meaning mm-hmm. humanity demanded the torture. He wasn't there to be a torturer. He was just there to be a prison guard. He's like, this was just supposed to be an absence from father and a distance. And that's exactly why he threw me in here. Was It wasn't, the punishment was to be farther away from him. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a Christian thought, but it can be wrapped in a pagan way yeah. in that same exact way of thinking about it maybe worshiping these death deities or deities of change and darkness is how they're dealing with being victimized and getting out of the victim culture you were victimized not a victim Mm -hmm. uh, says the criminologist in me (laughs) pushing through far away from the witch and but that's the thing how do you get out of being labeled the victim and being turned into the person who was victimized at one point? Maybe that means death deities. Maybe that means taking on Persephone. There was points when in my relationship with my ex-fiance where I had just moved to Arizona, far away from my family. My grandmother, who was my mother and raised me, did not like him. And there was points there where embodying and having a relationship with Persephone really helped me deal with that. Because I chose my spouse over my mother figure and having to deal with that and accepting that and having that distance and still having a relationship with both people. Yeah. And so maybe that's why they have those deities. Maybe they just like the dark. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were in a really dark place and that's where you found you were like you lived in that darkness and you had a, a you were in a hole like, mm-hmm. like emotionally, whatever. And that's where you found that comfort. And so those are the things you were drawn to and they helped pick you up out of that hole. You're not going to let go of that just because you got out of the hole mm-hmm. because, well, maybe you're going to fall back into that. That's not going to help you. They're, I mean, who knows? Are they going to pick you back up again if you let them go? It's like, no, you abandoned me when I, I brought you out. I'm sorry. I'm not a, a one-night stand here. You got to, you know, this is committed. You, you know, I committed to helping you. You need to commit to me. Let's be, you know, I got you out of the hole. I'm going to keep you here. Right. And that's like, I just finished reading the um, life story of Oberon and Morning Glory Zeal. And Morning Glory describes in her life um, that for a long period of time, she really worked with Aphrodite and that she was a kind of promiscuous person in that time frame, that love, beauty, and those kind of things were very much key elements in her life. And at one point she was in Greece and she saw Hades in his actual temple and he said you need to go talk to the mother and what she got from that was that it was Hecate that she had to go talk to so she said where am I going to find Hecate he told her to go there and what to do so she went and found Hecate and she um communicate with Hecate and Hecate's like well where have you been you've been hanging out with love for so long you haven't continued a relationship with me and she said I'm sorry and she goes don't worry don't fret 
because you'll be mine again very soon. And when she came home about a year or so later is when she hit her second cycle as a woman and she started going into menopause and her mother started slipping and starting to die. And she's like, that's when it hit me. Hecate knew that Mm -hmm. in my physical form, at some point I stopped being Aphrodite and I need to start talking to Hecate because she was going to hold my hand and say, this is how we go down into the deep. I'll hold the lantern for you. And so for a long time, she was going with that love deity, and now she's with the dark. Mm -hmm. So I did write a couple of extra things that I would like to talk about, and um, one of them is doing it wrong. There's there's no such thing. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, there's there's honestly no such thing, because (laughs) if you say it to somebody, somebody can say it right back to you. Exactly. Just because you think they're doing it wrong, they're not doing it wrong. They're not doing it your way. Right. It's and maybe like, they're a newbie. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Go, it's go. Just, it sounds like witch fanboys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Oh, my God. That's not how you're supposed No, counterclockwise. Oh, my God. Sorry. They're... I don't know why I went with that voice. No, that was perfect, actually. <laughs> That's what my brain just like. There was, uh, when I first moved out here, I was popping through different open circles and I walked into one circle and like I did I did do clockwise into the circle because that's how they made the route and somebody who'd been in with that group for a while got up to go talk to somebody else and they went counterclockwise and somebody shouts you're gonna kill the circle go the other way no fix it you have to fix it and like he's just stuck in the middle of this huge group of people some of which he doesn't know and he's just like he froze because that's just so deliberately Mm-hmm. destruction of that person's self-confidence and they're yeah. just like i was just gonna go talk to somebody and it's just rude and it's like okay if that's how your group is going to do it you don't have to shout at somebody from across the circle you're doing it wrong you know you, you come up to them it's like hey, hey just so you know when we're here this is the way we like to do things just want to let you know so that way you are informed. Yeah. And if your circle of 50 plus people is going to be broken by one person going docile instead of window sheds or window sheds instead of docile, oh my God. You need to rethink your circle. <laughs> oh my God. There's just somewhere there's not enough energy holding that up. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with like if they're a newbie and they don't know. They're not doing it wrong. They don't know. If your group has specific rules, this is when we go back to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's no, you're doing it wrong. Um, I consider it you're doing it wrong, air quotes. When I'm in group and I there are people, four different people who haven't talked about how they're going to call the elements. And one person calls the watchtowers. But I'm not going to go, you're doing it wrong. You can't call the watchtowers. Not everyone else call the watchtowers. Mm. That's my personal feel about it. But that's not how it's going to work. Yeah. Get over it. it that, that's that's actually one thing I do I do like about being eclectic. Mm-hmm. Because we're kind of at the forefront of there's no such thing as doing it wrong. Right. That's, that's, that's one thing that I, I kind of feel that reclaiming really embodies it's you do it your way exactly and everyone else is just gonna that's the whole point of inclusion too which is what gatekeeping is keeping us away from being is inclusive another thing that bothers me is specifically about what we were talking about about the um whole foods is buying brand name or making sure everything's completely 100 percent ethical i can't afford 100 percent perfectly ethical sorry Mm -hmm. who can yeah Paganism is a conglomerate of, I've heard people say paganism is full of white um, suburban housewives who have money. And then I've heard other people say paganism is a conglomerate of everybody who doesn't have money. How about paganism is a conglomerate of the outcasts, the underliers, people who don't fit in in a lot of other places. And sometimes they do. And because of that, that means we have a huge financial differences between us. Mm-hmm. So how about we don't just say, oh, well, your shirt's not 100% cotton, so you can't be in circle. Or, it's, you know. <laughs> I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I, and, and, you know, it kind of goes along. My, my, my very first altar mm-hmm. was a nightstand that literally had a rock on it. 
we've talked about having pops on yeah, our <laughs> altars. I mean, if we have, if we're going to go with the you didn't buy brand name, I mean, <laughs> you're not going to be okay with pops being on yeah. the altar for God symbols. I'm officially licensed pops, though. <laughs> uh, some of them were knockoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I just barely bought my first actual altar deity, you know, that actually looks beautiful. And it it only cost me like $60. Thank you, Jane, by the way. Um, <laughs> but that's still a huge price tag for a lot of people. still a huge price yeah. tag for some people. If what you have in, in your house is literally just a pile of clay that you form a little human figure out of or a little god figure out of, that's a lot wrong. of energy in it. That is. That, you put a lot of energy in it. And then it's not dismissing your $60 that you worked hard to oh, pay yeah. for and chose that specific item. Somebody else worked painstakingly hard at artistically crafting it for your altar. Exactly. So both are right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that also brings us to the fluffy bunny issue. We tease a lot of people for being fluffy bunnies. You know... And I've done it too. There's certain people, certain fluffy bunny types that I just, I'm like, nope, nope. But I guess that brings us to me asking you guys, how do we open the gates? How do we stop being gatekeepers other than shouting at each other? Don't do it. I think, honestly, we kind of touched on it before, communication. Yeah. That That's going to be the biggest key to that gate. I feel like Michael Jackson has the answer. You have to look at you have to look at the man in the mirror. You have to <laughs> because I can't change you. Right. If I can't if I'm not, you know, practice what you preach. If I I have to stop myself from from the hating and the and the picking on whoever. If I can't do that myself, I can't stop you from doing it. Right. You know. You gotta if you're gonna stop somebody else from making fun of fluffy bunnies, you gotta do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I'm, I make fun of a lot of people. It's, it's what I do every week. But I, you know, I I don't make fun of certain people for certain things. Mm-hmm. I know, like I'm I'm never malicious about things generally, unless you're really stupid. But <laughs> <laughs> but you have to start with you because if if you if you don't do that, then it doesn't matter what else it doesn't matter how you feel about anything else if you're not practicing that yourself then it doesn't matter what you tell me to do because i'm not going to listen so if you start feeling the gate slamming in yourself mm-hmm. you just yeah. have to let it be open a little bit yeah. more than what you're used to or what you're right. comfortable with yeah in yeah. when you're in community online or otherwise just open the gate a little bit more than what you normally do mm-hmm. and trolls we some ha- we have some anti troll cream. It's okay. We can, we can smear it on. You can come back to the community as an actual good resource of knowledge and stuff. Yeah. So I, I think one of the one of the biggest things that I I I kind of feel needs to be said. If you were offended by anything we talked about today, then you might want to take a look in that mirror, yeah. because honestly, there's an issue that's going around mm-hmm. and if you're not part of the solution you're part of the problem right if you um find yourself wanting to slam that gate and not involve certain people in the pagan community yeah look at that mm-hmm. mirror because we're not perfect i admitted a couple of things myself that i'm yeah. gatekeeping and i am one of the problems in in certain pagan aspects how about you admit some of those things, even to yourself or in your journal, in in your writings or your personal time, your meditation. Explore those things. But, but guess what? What? Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Do your witchy work on yeah. you. That's the biggest magic you can ever do. Yes. Do you. Yes. <laughs> do you. Take care of you, girl and guy and other. Yes. And all. Yes, all of the things. All of the things. All, of the all things. right. So, Adam, how can they find you if they want to listen to Odd Dad Out, if they want to read stuff you wrote, do things you do? You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com. I'm on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, at odddadout. 
if you're one of those weird people that has another podcast and you need help editing it, I do that too. You, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I think that was among the, the cards y'all lost. <laughs> yeah. Blalock over here is uh, protecting his computer. Yeah. Guarding it got, with got the security. I do going. that too. I, I do all of, all of the weird things because I, you know, podcasting this long, you just start getting good at it. And it's like, hey, other people aren't so good and they don't want to learn. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, that was me. You see who I brought in? Yeah. Yeah. I have other a team. Like, hey, I have a team. Yeah. I get to be part of other people's teams. Yes. And so it's, it's, I love doing it. But on Odd Dad Out, I, I, I empty out all of the random junk in my head. I make fun of weird news stories because I always say sometimes an idiot just needs to be called an idiot. And it's mm-hmm. not like putting Florida people... Man. To, Florida Man. Florida Man. Florida Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Georgia. We know about the Florida Man. He comes and visits us. When the Florida Man thing went viral, I looked up mine, and one of them was actually a story I covered on the show. So it was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, I talked about this guy already. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's stuff like that. It's, you know, a woman who was, who thought that it would be healthy to inject fruit smoothies into her arms. <laughs> You a jackass. Things like that. It's like wow. <laughs> but the, yeah, so much. Or I think very recently I had somebody else. Guys who were warned to stop injecting cooking oil into their penises. Yeah, I have heard about that one. Yeah, two of my gentlemen just put their hands over themselves yeah. to protect stop themselves. In, stop mm-hmm. injecting stuff. But I, I talk about. I make fun of those sort of things, like mm-hmm. not fluffy bunnies. I make fun of people doing really stupid stuff. Yeah, and. Then I end the show with a podcast recommendation because my whole thing is I love sharing the things that I love. And after I heard you guys, that was actually after Pagan Pride was like the perfect time. I know. Talking about Pagan Pride and and it's when I featured you guys. And it's all – I don't do reviews Mm -hmm. where it's like I don't have people like, oh, check out this show. Review my show. It's If I don't like your show, I'm not talking about it because I'm not going to go on and bash somebody. But I also will say, if I'm going to talk about a show, I'm going to talk, mention maybe there's this part that you don't necessarily like. It's like, oh, when I talked about Good Morning Night Vale, I have I take issue with they get they'll go on way political tangents sometimes for a big chunk of the show, and I'm like, eh, if this you don't want to like this, you may not want to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Or if maybe you're not into this sort of thing, they get into this sort of thing here and there, whatever. And I, I'll point those things out, but overall. And it's not like I do a fluff piece or anything, but it's about sharing the things that I enjoy because I like it. I, I should, again, I should put this on a shirt or a bunker, bumper sticker, but I think it's trademarked. Sharing is caring. Mm-hmm. And I always say that in the show is that I love just sharing the things that I love. And I love you guys. And you guys are so awesome. Thank, Thank you, you. For, for inviting me here because this has been so fun. Well, we appreciate you talking about us and talking to us and talking with us on the show as well. So we really yeah. appreciate you and all of our listeners. Uh, Jared, where can they find us? Uh, of course, we have uh, Podbean. We got... Uh, uh, all the all all of our listening platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, or not SoundCloud right now, but <laughs> not SoundCloud, not anymore. SoundCloud anymore. But uh, pretty much, if you just just look up Millennial Pagan Podcast on any streaming uh, podcast streaming site, you could probably find us. Yeah. And then, of course, you can follow our uh, our social medias as well. Yeah, actually, you make me jelly about our social media. I checked out your website and woof, I need to get on it. I know, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that took me a long time to get off my ass and do. <laughs> uh, well, we have our, we even have our URL is a .com. And I just, uh, I got to sit down with our IT guy. Anyway, <laughs> other than not the non-existent website, we have our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. Mm-hmm. You can find myself, Autumn Wolf, on Facebook and Twitter. Don't have my own Instagram because it's this. Jarrah uh, has his own Facebook and Facebook. his own Twitter. Twitter, which yeah. uh, guys keep your eyes open on that, especially if you are fans of Comic Cons, because guess what? Phoenix Fan Fusion is coming up in about a month, and it's going to be awesome. I'm seeing Sunshine's costume being slowly built, and it looks fantastic. Oh, I can't wait. I, 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 I'm looking at it firsthand, and I'm just like, I'm, I am amazed, and I'm like, I could never make something, make something that great myself. Yep, blown away by her yeah. talent. And so with that, our we got some thank yous to Patreon supporters. Mm-hmm. Our newest Patreon supporters we have to thank is Gage and Ayla. 
So thank you, Gage and Ayla. We really appreciate it. For all of you contemplating supporting us on Patreon right now, the $1 gets you a nice shout out right here. And the $5 a month gets you access to our mini-sodes. You also get a sent off, hand-signed uh, thank you note from us with a sticker and a button in it. Mm-hmm. And we are contemplating going up to the $10 mark and what that's going to entail and cost and everything. But we're just trying to figure that out with our own budgets. So we yeah. do appreciate if you do hop on that $5 with the intention of going to the $10. Of course, you can always edit that later. And Woo. Yeah, and and we and we have been talking about some awesome merch that might debut at the next Pagan Pride. Yes, because we will be at Pagan Pride, which is going to be in November. So thank you to all of our listeners here at Millennial Pagan Podcast. Merry meet, merry part, and, and merry, merry meet, meet again. again.